time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I can tell my jokes? Oh, yeah. Hey, everybody. It is high noon. It is time for the AltaCast here on MutinyRadio.fm here in .sf. I'm waiting for the link. (laughs) We have an amazing poetry reading from Glasgow, Scotland coming here now whenever I get the link to set it up. I love all of the poets that I know in Scotland and other places. There's like, it's the UK. They're from everywhere. And there's, you know, American ones too. Wow, it is high noon, friends. And I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, here in the studio. I made it. I made it today. Oof. Had a, last night was really fun. I got to murder some sea bugs. Lobster. Oh yeah. You say, why were you eating lobster? Well, (laughs) I bought them with food stamps. Oh, what? You bought lobster with food stamps? What did you do? What? What? Come on. You are, I am the definition of why are the poor people buying lobster with food stamps? Well, you know what I'm going to tell you. Lobster, live lobster last night was $12.99 a pound. I got three large sea bugs. They were all, they were just under two pounds a piece with my food stamps. But I fed like 12 people, 13 people, and off three lobsters. So that's amazing, right? I made lobster mac and cheese. I'll just tell you about it real quickly because I'm waiting for this Zoom thing. So I thanked the sea bugs for their life. I said, I'm so grateful that you are giving me your life force. Thank you. Thank you, little live creature, the last one. It's like he knew his two friends disappeared and he was feisty. But first you put him in the freezer while your water's boiling to kind of chill him out, you know, like they're like their little hibernation buddies, you know, you put them in the freezer, chill them out. Get that water just boiling, 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 and then you stick them in head first, upside down, and I think they might be dead in like four seconds, maybe quicker, I don't know. I felt terrible, but they were delicious. Oh, pinchy, pinchy, my friend. So I murder the lobsters for about three, four minutes, and then take them out and let them cool and then take all their meat out but then I butter poached it right so I in tarragon and uh, fennel pollen so butter poached it because you can't really overcook it and I ripped it all up at the end so then I take the shells and I made a stock out of them I made a lobster stock 
and then I made a bechamel for the mac and cheese out of lobster stock so that the flavor would be in everything. And then I used the lobster butter with the panko crumbs to get that lobster flavor really working on the top of it. And I fed like 12, 13 people. And there was leftovers. There was tons of leftover lobster mac and cheese. So, hell yeah. I just got sent the link. Yeah. Perfect timing. Absolutely. Everything always works out here at Mutiny Radio. Oh, I made voice recordings last night too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, these rainbow people are amazing. I love them. I feel like I'm part of the family. I also feel like I'm part of the family here with my Zoom buddies, Glasgow, Scotland. We're gonna hook in in just a second with Aaron Gannon and the crew. Yes, joining with video. Boy, oh boy. I'm still drunk. Okay, we're, <laughs> and that's another little fact that I'm dealing with is that I woke up this crazy gin <laughs> I haven't drank gin in a long time. Rainbow gin. Rainbow gin, friends. Yes, and I am feeling it right now still. So that's going to be perfect for poetry, I think. I'm going to have to look up my poems for today. I have a new poem. I have a new, I have a new poem about sort of about Zoom and Messenger and all that stuff. I'll probably reread the one from last week and then the new one this week so people can figure out what's going on in my life. You can. If anyone wants to know what's happening in my life, just read my poems. Please read my poems. <laughs> You're going to listen to a bunch of poetry from people coming up really soon here on Mutiny Radio. The link is linking. And the, it's 8 o'clock in Glasgow. So they're like, you know, it's nighttime now. It's Wednesday night. It's time to party with the poets. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't get a glass of wine for this. But I'm not going to do that. That would be that would be terribly irresponsible. Ooh, there she is. There she is. There she is. It's Erin Gannon. Yeah, yeah. Hi. Hey. I'm still drunk from last night. The gin, man. The gin. Who knew? I haven't drank gin in so long. And like, what? I, I might now, too. No, I don't. Not yet. We'll see. We'll see what happens in a couple hours. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Benders used to make a, 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 a Paloma on Mondays, the fresh grapefruit. I'm going to plug you in so we can hear you in the real world here. Plugging it in, plugging it in. All right. There we are. We're in. We're all in. So just let people know we're we're already live plugged into the radio. So I don't want them to be confused like oh, if they say anything about, you know, I don't know, their kids or something. I don't know. I don't know what people are afraid of on uh, about talking about on Zoom or whatever. Things are getting crazy. Yeah. I'm excited. I, new poems. Everyone has new poems this week. Yeah. Yay. Punk rock. <laughs> I only have one new one, but all my old poems are new to you. So yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you buy an old car. It's not. It's not. It's not a used car. It's new. It's new to me. 
I can't drink. And they have a spray now for the new car smell, don't they? God bless it. I I love that new car smell. (laughs) Although I've been afraid. I, I someone drove me the other day, and she's Italian, and I've never been more afraid for my life. I was like, <laughs> we were driving on the Bay Bridge, and I was like, can we not die today? Like, why are we? Is <laughs> Italians, right? They're like, not to be racist against Italians. I mean, they, I guess they're race car drivers. They're they should all cool stuff. You know what? I felt very home at home in Italy because they drive like people in Chicago, but then there's a huge Italian population. Well, people in Chicago drive insane. Yeah, they do. I literally witnessed a road traffic accident in Rome, and the person who got hit just stood up and like argued with the police officer <sighs> because she needed to leave. The police officer was mad at her. She's like, "No, I'm fine. Just let me get back on my moped and go to work." Oh my god. Or I assume. I mean, she was speaking Italian, but that's what it seemed like. <laughs> just move it along, move it along. In in Chicago, there's no helmet law, so you can ride a motorcycle willy-nilly like your life in your hands doesn't matter they're like yeah whatever you want to you want to ride 90 miles an hour next to the lake they're insane yeah they all have a death wish serious for for real a motorcycle driver i would not drive at night in chicago at all because like 75 well i don't know 75 is probably big but I would say about half the people on the road are drunk after like 8 p.m. Especially on the north, well, the north in the northwest suburbs and on the south side, there are no bars on the south side. So everybody has to drive to the north side to go to the bar. And on the northwest side, like there are, like if you're on the north, like in near downtown and in the hipster neighborhoods, there's enough bars that you don't have to like that you can walk or whatever, but like in those other areas, they're too far apart and people don't take like public transportation and the L does not go to these places and people drive like the, and especially the expat Irish bars I was hanging out in when I lived there before I moved to Glasgow, like those dudes were all in their cars and they were driving them like, and I was like, I mean, yeah, like I was like, good thing I'm not on my bike because I don't want to get on the road with you guys. And you can, and also just riding around, you can tell that people, but people are just aggro in Chicago. Like they actually in Chicago twice, I had men get out of their cars to yell at me while I was on the bike because they felt emasculated by my behavior on the bike. Like I sort of like I either your behavior, i.e., having breath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was so weird too, because it's like I'm on the motorcycle. I can just move. Like, why do you think I'm stuck listening to you yell at me at the stoplight? Like, I don't understand. Like, just what are drive you? Drive away. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just get off like, your bike. Bye. You're at a stoplight. Just get off and yeah. walk it away. Just go. Bye. Bye. Like, I don't know what you're. Anyways, I, I had a guy <laughs> follow me. I had a guy follow me for like about a mile. And I was stopped at a stoplight, and he had parked his car and got out of it. It was like, you cunt! Ah! And I was just like, I kind of looked at him, and I was like, and the light changed, and I was like, okay, like, have fun going back to your car. Like, I don't know. Anyway. Road rage! Rage. Yeah. And then the fact that my helmet is pink doesn't make, like, my... That's rad. Like well, when I got I had a pink helmet and then I got a darker like I got a helmet that has like pink in it but it was darker and I literally could tell the difference. I, this happened while I was living in Chicago. I could like the difference in how people were treating me on the road was to- was like night and day. Like I was getting tailgated less. 
I was getting like cut off less because people literally weren't being able to identify me to gender me while I was on the phone. Did you not know like Penelope Pitstop though? That would be so cool. Uh, motorcycle riding is genderless, which is rad. You have a helmet on; no one can tell you're in your leathers. Well, unless you it's it's unless, unless you, you, yeah, unless you have a pink helmet, right? But it's also super COVID friendly. Like you can people who exactly. ride bikes, they can still go on really cool rides and experience the world because it's totally COVID safe. You've got like a mask, literal mask. You can't. It's just you. It's it's. I know a lot of people that. Mm-hmm. The dames don't care. Shout out to them. They're a, a local female or uh, identifying, you know, well, and they have they have all, you know, it's called dames don't care. And they there's like 200 of them and they go on these really cool bike rides still and all over the bay. And they're amazing. Look them up. Cool. So get on a ride. I've never heard of them. Yeah. I almost joined the devil dolls. Well, I sort of. Devil what? I investigated becoming a devil doll. And I like I got assigned a sponsor, but I didn't become a I did not become a what do they call you when you're pledging to be in a in an MC? I, I don't know. I an initiate or something? I don't know. A prospect. A prospect. prospect. I, I like I got assigned I got assigned a sponsor so I could prospect for the Devil Dolls. But then the thing about because the Devil Dolls is like I think the only female outlaw MC mm. in California. Cool. Or like in the country, maybe. but um, which was fine, except for they wanted they there was co- they wanted you to like sign a piece of paper that said that you would never ever ever call law enforcement like if you were hanging out with them, and I was kind of like, I don't know if I trust the angel like 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 the East Bay rats or the angels that much Good to like point. sign away. <laughs> well, I mean, the, you know I mean? the you have um, to trust these really fucking well in order to think that like nothing ever would make me want to call lea like an lea on them i don't know well the the hunter s thompson expose on the hell's angels was disturbing oh, yeah. disturbing yeah. i was like wow well. anyways say, poetry yay in a minute when i type this reply to holly oh, sorry what is I'm happening gonna... i'm just i'm sorry i'm sure i'll have to tell you the motorcycle story now so oh. um my 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 brother my stepbrother has uh, been really ill he's uh, in tokyo and it's not great so my other stepbrother lives in uh, the northwest midlands i'm not going to say where on account of what i'm about to say um i don't think it'll be fair and his his wife is a thai lady and opposite their house there is a, a big busy pub and it's been shut obviously during the lockdown and because of the problems that the, they've had at the pub, they've got quite friendly with the landlord. The landlord's really nice, and he seems to be a stand-up chap, and they got on well with him. And he'd come and said to them, you know, guys, I'm really uh, just going to let you know uh, we're reopening the pub. Um, but um, So it might be loud on Saturday. Sorry about that. But I've hired some security, so hopefully that will keep it down. And they were like, right, okay. So they get there on the Saturday night and the security, the local chapter of the Hells Angels in their, in their, like in their region. And my, bro- my stepbrother is like, are you kidding me? Oh. So his, his wife, but his wife uh, is a seamstress and she runs a shop. She has a shop in the market. Turns out all the bikers know her. 
because she sews the patches on their jackets. <laughs> they didn't have any trouble at all. Oh, cool. Figured out it was their house and they were like, no way, not letting any hassle happen. <laughs> so the landlord was super happy. They were super happy. It was great. <laughs> so the best thing I've heard in weeks. <laughs> the situation with them is, is like with my stepbrother, it's, it's so rotten. There's nothing that you can do. But that gave me a giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, well, so I guess we should start. Sure. Um, and I got a little late. I decided, yeah, anyways, like the, I put, I had like 10 repeat meetings and now the link is, the Zoom link has changed. So, but, right. uh, okay, so I, everybody here is, I'm just going to go through this just for like, because, um, so hi, welcome to Choose Poetry Tuesday. Yay! Yay. That's Andy and that's Bam. Andy's quiet. There he is. Oh, oh, I love the lighting again. <laughs> yeah. Such romantic lighting on him this week. So yeah, so the so we want this to be a safe space. Um, introduce yourself and your preferred pronouns. And um, we're being broadcast on Muni Radio, so in California. So haha, I'm in Glasgow, so the MCs can't come get me. <laughs> um, I'm totally kidding. They're great. You have long arms. <laughs> exactly. um, okay, Mr. Mr. Tickle rides again. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So Andy, did I miss anything? No, I think that's it. Yeah. Okay. Did he? Did that link I sent you work? Clearly, we're all on it. <laughs> um... Do you mean the Zoom link or the link for the... No, the new link for this schedule. Oh, um, it's fine. I, I don't have it, but we'll just... We'll wing it. It's fine. Yeah, because, like, the people that are on the schedule are not here. So, well... Oh, maybe they went to the wrong link. There are... Well, I don't... I mean, I, they were people who had just subscribed this week. So... And Marky Mark was supposed to be coming on. I tried to get a hold of him just now to see if he got the link. Right, but is it Mark Simmons you're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, so, like, and I even replied to him tonight to say that he yeah. was first on the list because I feel like people want to be warned. Yeah. So, but yeah, like, so, but yeah, like, I, if they subscribed, in the past week, they would have ever they got the right. Thing. Yeah, they would have gotten the new link. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But anyways, uh, the so there are a couple of people. There, there's people on this list who are not here yet. Um, so Finn, you're next. Whoa! <laughs> 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 Wake up! <laughs> oh God! Right. Oh, God. Uh, I'm gonna mute us all, and then I'm gonna unmute you, Finn. Okay. All right. And check out his amazing poetry project, 100 People Worldwide, uh, doing, a, doing a poetry reading together. I'm, I'm unmuted. So just <laughs> All right, it's just two that I wrote this week. Um, I don't know where this came from, just ranty stuff in my head. The first one's called Respect. Clap. I'll give you a clap. 
And your pots? I think not. What? Not for me. Here's what I did for the NHS. I stayed in, stayed at home, stayed apart, stayed away, stayed inside, stayed in the garden. Yeah, I know. I'm lucky I have one. Fat, not I. Fat, not my wife. That won't save a life. I haven't worked for four months. I have no income for four months. But I didn't clap. I didn't. And I've never abused the NHS. Got my finger, fixed it myself. Fell over, got back up. Clap though? No, no, no. Respect them. Goes without saying. Even now when the clapping's done, I think, were you clapping for them? Or, look at me, I'm clapping for the NHS. Fat? Ha! Now, if you cared, you'd be aware and stay at home and stay apart, stay away, stay inside, stay in the garden. Hey God, I know. No, I'm lucky I have one. No one is stopping you having fun. Now that clapping is done, just stay apart, wear your mask. Do you need to shop every day, the pub every day? Or do you forget what the clapping was for? Not your fucking ego. Not because your neighbours did it, because you respect who? Who? Do you really know who? Do you really care who? Clap. Not I. Not once. Because I do care. Unlike the sycophants in Westminster. One done. Thank you. <laughs> right, this one. Yeah, this one just really opened my head. And it's, um, and it's kind of true. It's called As a Child. As a child, I wasn't confident. A 50s child in a post-war council estate, indoor toilet, hot water, but only when my parents switched it on, unless it was winter and the coal fire heat heated up. Getting my hair washed lying back on the work surface, the one by the sink, head back in the sink, hot water from the pan poured over. I hated that, hated water over my head. Water ran into the sink. With my tears, my fears didn't run away. I was shy. I wasn't confident. My childhood wasn't bad. My childhood wasn't good. My childhood just was. No family holidays, no money, I was told, but enough for my mum to go to the hairdresser twice a week. Then she'd stand at the mirror, the kitchen mirror, the mirror on the veranda door, poking at it, sticking a comb in it, moving it around. The same hair she spent pounds on twice a week. Then she'd go out dancing. My dad, weekends away with the TAs. He was a paratrooper, a soldier, weekends away, every weekend away, and a week or two in summer. No family holidays, but Saturdays at one granny's while mum and her hair went into town. No drinking. No, she didn't drink, not until she was nearly 40. Just out. Then Sunday at another granny's, at Sunday school, until I left school, or near enough. Every Sunday, a granny with no telly, a religious granny, a Pentecostal granny, no toys on Sunday, the Sabbath, no telly. But she liked take your pick on our telly. I got bored. Didn't drink, or religion, did communion, but didn't wink, drink, no wine, Ribena, fruit juice, Ribena and Ribita. If you weren't meant to drink, why did Jesus turn water into wine, not fruit juice? As a child, I thought that. My mum would shout, I'll throw you off the bridge if you don't be quiet. 
be quiet, a child. I was told that I always had to have the last word. I had opinions, still do. My opinion is, as a child, I was shy. I wasn't confident. I wasn't happy. I wasn't unhappy. I just was. Thank you. I just was. That was great. That was great, Ben. As a child, I just was. Thank you, Ben. Yay. Um. What did she do to her hair twice a week? Why? I have no idea. It was a sick. It was the sixties, and her hair was like helmet head. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And genuinely, genuinely, she used to go to bed at night to keep it in shape. You can imagine like a beehive permanently there, but with more curls. And she would put toilet roll and rubber wrap around it, hold it on with hairpins, slap like that. So her hair. I'm glad I don't live in a in a time where I have to do that to my hair, or wear uh, pantyhose every day. <laughs> It was, you know, I could even as a kid, I couldn't get it. You go to the hairdresser, and then you're fixing it yourself. Why bother? You know, <laughs> do it yourself. Right. Well, I I actually have a cosmetology license. Don't ask. And there's, <laughs> a lot, there's a lot of shit you can't do yourself. Um. Okay. Well, anyways, the next person is Leslie. Wait, hold on. Gotta. Hi, Leslie. I'm... Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, well, you know, this is sort of a time for memory, I guess, because um, uh, there's a lot of time on our hands. We don't get much to do, and we don't get to do much of anything else. So um, a, lot of, a lot of thoughts about past things. And so this one is sort of a difficult poem. It's called Penetration. It's about uh, remembering certain relationships. So I'll just re read it. Penetration. Shatter yourself if you are shattered. Drop to the floor and break. I will not cut my naked feet on the broken glass of your spirit as it breaks apart and scatters. Rather, I will take my broom as always and sweep up your mess. Gather the broken shards in remembrance of you and hope that you if you will be lucky enough to find your way back again into this human life, the one you threw away, that you will find your way to me again, that you will find a way to make whole and keep whole what you always thought was broken and was not. You are not broken. None of us are. We are never broken. Life is not a mistake to be fixed. Preserving not, persevering not, saving you not this time. I throw away the broken shards that were you. I have no choice and will not save them. I could not save you from yourself. I will not preserve the remnants of you. You broke yourself when you were not broken and you threw yourself away when you were not finished with your dance. And who am I to stop you? Who am I to say no when the breaking of you is what you want? Who was I ever to say no to you? I'm not God, nor your angel. I was only ever your dance partner on this earth in this life. And when the music moved us as it did, we came together to dance and we danced well. Sometimes this is, this is enough to simply dance well for our time. You are gone to be remembered only by the light you emitted. 
still briefly, and I will remember you when in repose and half dreaming in the new day, noonday sun, squinting my half open eyes to filter out the overbright shards of light, the glints of sun from penetrating the protective soft fronds of my human eyelashes, from penetrating and doing harm because I'm alive, I am in human form, and choose this, embrace this, and I'm happy. I am happy. I am protected. I was always protected, and that's why I could dance with you without fear, without fear of harm. I will allow these shards as light to enter my being as I once allowed you, and simply observe you as you, as you go on your way, wherever that is, you will go this time. That's all. Thank you so much, Leslie. I that's weird. Like I love the eyelashes. Like, <laughs> um, I was just going through the color. Um, okay. And then wait, how did I manage to do it? Oh, Christine, you're next. Wait, is Christine not here? Oh my God, Christine's not here. All right, so who wants to go next? <laughs> Andy, you're next. I don't have anything. <laughs> Pam, you want to go? Heck yeah, yeah. I'm I'm super down. Uh, okay. Mandy just got here too. Mine still has to print. I was gonna print it out. I'm super down. I've been muted, I think. Am I live in the stuff? I'm gonna unmute myself. Did I unmute myself? All right. Hey, everybody. I will start with one called No Title, but it's, it's uh, inspired by Trudy Stein. I'm a, big, I'm a big Gertrude Stein fan. I think that she was uh, an incredible maverick, and I, I love She did this. She wrote an opera in the late 20s, and it was amazing because it was like she was just given a big finger to the United States because she, she had it. It was all black people in the cast, and they were wearing, like, this crazy gold lame, and they, it, they were saying the weirdest things. One of them was, like, pigeons on the grass, alas, pigeons on the grass, shorter, longer, shorter grass. And they asked her, like, why? What was that about? And she's like, well, I was looking at pigeons on the grass, and I just wrote about it until I didn't want to write about it anymore. And I was like, I love you. Anyways, it's an opera. Look it up. It's crazy stuff. Um, but this is um, no title but entitled by but inspired by Trudy Stein. Here we are in here, and we are open to be here, and open to be open and seek no open, no end, no decision, no cliff edge, cliffs, cliffs ending, the edge of the continuous edge, the importance of the edge, the climax of the edge, the edge, the edge of why we do, the edge of the cliff of the climax, the if and the climax of the end, in the now of the now of the edge of the now of the seek of the seeking of the eking seeking of the edge. There are patterns to these things if you choose to see the fragment of the cliff of the edge of the seeking of the of of the of and the and. The water is sad because the sky is sad. A meadow of blue vodka. It seems like it is enough. 
you're at a party and you just smoked some reefer and there's sounds from the ocean and there's sounds from the party and we know what those noises are. The I is ego is something else. I stand and stand and stand in forever mirrors, light the infinite me, repeated infinitum, mint. And what of the surge of the sea, so minimal, a minimal in hands, in time, my time is yours, I want your time, my love, my time, I want your time, a bouquet. I will create a language with only one word, your name, and I will say it over time and over and again. Ha-ha! All right. Uh, that was the first one entitled by Judy Stein. Yay, me. All right, this is one I wrote. I'm doing this crazy thing. Like, I'm single and I haven't been, I've never like been all up ins myself and like being all like, I don't know. I'm, it's, I'm having a lot of fun. And I have these new friends I've met over like Zoom and it's weird and I'm doing some weird things. And so you guys can read between the lines on this one. Uh, it's called Through the Looking Glass. The little dots make me hot, all lined up and bouncing. Alice has fallen down the well, and I believe in witchcraft. Mirror, mirror, you're my screen, reflecting real human beings. Zuckerberg can watch, voyeur adieu, but hell, why not add Steve Jobs too? The safest gangbang ever seen, a whole real world beyond the screen. My window to your far away, but not like Carol intended. Uh, I've been freaking out about like this screen, like that you're all there. Like I'm looking at a screen and I, I see Leslie right now and there's a whole world behind there. Your world is there and we're, here's the screen and we're connected, but we're not connected. But it's like Lewis Carroll's through the looking glass, like it's freaking real right that whole idea that he had it's almost like metaphysics it's come to pass that like I feel like I can just I everyone's right there and it's like there's your world and, there, and there's a whole world behind you and it's real and there you it's cool okay uh one more one more uh, uh let's do this is a weird one okay this is called Through Train Windows. Since we're going through things, let's, we went through mirrors, now let's go through train windows. Let's get beheaded and take three generations of your family with us. I have an informant to help me with, transla I have an informant to help me with translation. Let's get on an old Soviet train and fuck in the bathroom. Miss our audience in town because some suspicious conductor asks us for tickets and turns us into the Gestapo for communism. How daring, coming through the foggy wood, me wearing my ghost shoes, the secret sounds made by the mouth, how ugly feels in my hole, how pretty curls the lips to crescent. Words beyond darkness in the throat, a life and death theme and paraphrase, the shadow of a showdown. Brought back to life with CPR, the stranger inflates my lungs. I dwell inside what might be instead of living in what is. By half saying suggestions, you'll get the whole. Be damn romantic. Be declarative. Let's be sublime. Don a ridiculous hat. Scream to the golden streets of youth. And all the people in the front row lean. Press their cheeks on the frozen window to see the dust outside. Oh, yeah! 
Yay. Thank you guys. Yay. Poetry. I love poetry. Yay. Yay. There we are. Aaron's back. Love that. People in the Great. front row lead. I love that. Yay. <laughs> um, so does anybody else want to go next before I get dark? <laughs> Metal. Raise your hand. It, you know, it's funny that you say metal because the because uh, it is about a metalhead. Um, all right, so hold on a minute. I got to get my shit out of the printer. You're listening to Mutiny Radio, .fm and .sf, streaming live from Glasgow, Scotland, and other places. <laughs> all right, so in the name of the metalhead, this uh, is from a series that I'm doing um, about, well, it's sort of like a project on the back burner called Married Alive. Um, <laughs> about my um, And so, yeah, so here's one called Lectures from in Front of the Stereo. Headbanging is fun when you do it right, but you do it wrong. Sorry to be the one to have to tell you. You've put too much meat in your head and not enough witch in your fingers. So gravity pulls you down where no one can see you in the black mass. Sweaty is good, but stupid is not. So go home and read a book about Cliff Burton and get back to me when you can discuss the finer points of peace cells, but who's buying? Um, this one, I'm, I mean, I, whatever, this, there's a trigger warning on it. It involves domestic violence. It's called the strangulation sonnets. Mace should free someone where they stand. So why do you keep coming fists twisting in your eyes? I'm not too small for this gesture. And here are my boundary lines. Turn your ass around and walk away. My door is about to slam. But no, gape and howl and petulant, scratch your way into my room. On my bed, wrap your heads around my neck. Walls sinking, rocking, queezing, all hands on deck. Splat, blood, splatter. I see your mother crawling out of her tomb. My roommate cowers in the kitchen. No defense to expect but my own. You're not wanted here. I've pushed you out the door. You don't live here. You've no jurisdiction. This for demanding respect in my home. And why are you throwing my clothes on the floor? All I can think about for all this time, for all of these years, is the cat hiding under the bed, helpless, frightened. It breaks my heart, it breaks my heart, it breaks my heart. Do you fucking hear? So many bottles broken, the last one grabbed from the nightstand. Did he see the police's footsteps from under the bed the first time they came? crunching through so much broken glass, looking for a woman in danger. The windows open, low, cold San Francisco rain, little Iggy slowly poisoned by sweaty fumes of anger. But I was arrested, you see, it was me. The bottle I used bruised the back of your head, trying to get your hands off my throat. Why won't you go down? Impossibly, your hands got stronger the nearer either of us got to dead. They put the cuffs on me and you were gracious. No, you didn't gloat. 
this could be the last time, this could be the last time, maybe the last time, I don't know. Don't I? I'm stopping this shit on a fucking dime. There will be no talk of paying what you owe. If you can't stand the music, get out of my fire. You're not even conscious. You've been jumped by booze and a ghost, banging your rag doll and vibrating on some invisible wire. Before I can react, I'm on the floor. Now is your chance. My throat's exposed. This time there was calm enough, so I was able to feel the disappearing act play through my mind. You're killing me. You're killing me. Even now, to you, don't those words sound so real? And did you ever wake up to find a day where you were blacked and blued and bloodied, but you knew you were free? That's it. Those are the poems. <laughs> um, yeah, so why is my phone ringing? Um, that's it. Does any, that's all we have, like, literally for the official list. So anybody who wants to go. Oh, Christine, you just, yeah, hi. You want? Can you hear me? Yep. You want, do you want me to go? Oh, hang on. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I've got four. Is that okay? Right. Okay. Uh, the first one I did November last year, uh, and um, it was about Hong Kong because you know how what's been going on over there and everything went really sort of quiet and but it's still sort of percolating in the, in the background and it doesn't look very hopeful at all so this is called hong kong liberation is our aim freedom for all in a democracy not for us a return to the past of colonial rule or anything like that we'll fight and we'll shout loud and clear to let the whole world hear Although we're underdogs, we'll not cow tell. We'll howl our objections despite the rejections of militarized re regimes. We refuse to go under the caution, the cane, be locked up and lost and brutalized by pain. We'll stand together for however long to ensure we'll always be free. So it's just a short one, but. Uh, thank you. The second one I did on uh, Monday and it's a bit of sort of nature a bit of myth um and it's called down by the river and far from the road down by the river and far from the road are creatures small and mankind covered in ward in the midst of forest land under leaves on mossy beds live the creatures made of mists and bees the size of golden coins furred and striped to buzz and hum White stags with antlers horns which clash in rut and rage as they display and fight for sexual control. Whilst does nuzzle their fawns and run from wolves and bears with flesh flashing hoofs, pounding sandly over down shed leaves. Giants' heads poke out above the newborn trees, their shadows overspilling and shaded worn, and as ward clad men skulk and hide. Whilst in lean-to rough shelters, woody smoke rises and wood in willowy spirals, marking where women lurk in darkly smoky corners, grinding corn with aching shoulders as dirty children squeal and shout. A centaur with his bow and arrow skewer the fleeing deer 
and drapes it over his equine rump. Then turning, he disappears in the leaves as a lost lone fawn cries and grieves. The dragon roars with flamy breath and soaring flight across the ancient skies as those below with legs of two or more shudder with instinctive fear as they dart to hide and avoid the glance from death above. The dragon, the king of all beasts, parading in his scaleous, impervious, impervious suit, roars again loud and long in satisfaction, ego strong. He rules unchallenged, except by others of his kind who trumpet their defiance wrapped in provocative roars and spitting flames. Then they maul and burn and bite until one claims their mighty right as victor as the other falls and crashes like a fallen star into the land below. Then the mice and little creatures feast on dragon meat fresh roasted. So who is the real victor, do you think, as they make merry and drink the Sky King's blood? Red jacketed fox on a killing spree. Mice and voles look out, he's coming for thee. Urgent maidens pay the price much to the hungry dragon's delight. His hawthorn thickens, virgin and very full, line the meadows in hedges bright. The hero, with shining golden curls, pulls her dress closer before giving a twirl. As she pulls her sword out, holding tight, she whacks the monster with all her might. She falls down with a mighty groan, and she puts her foot on top of his swelling girth, then raises her sword up to the sky as she gives a shriek and warrior victory cry. Then with one heave and slash, she cuts his head off from his tightly grasping neck. She ties it to her girdle belt, and with the others bobbing to and fro, she takes her collection back to her castle bleak and pops them in her soup pot for her tea. Little quirk at the end. <laughs> Um, the next one's called the New World Order, and I need to explain a couple of words I'm going to be using. I've used analog, and it means uh, a person who's seen as comparable to another. Uh, and I've also used digital, which is used in the more traditional sense, as meaning like um, a monetary value or a, a, a numerical value. So it's called New World Order with a question mark. An analog approach in a digital world, outmoded, cast out, on its way to be forgotten. Instead, five minutes of fame become name. I'm unique, they claim. Brought up in a world shaped by Thatcher's Britain, community is dead. Look after number one. I don't want to be compared to him, they say. It's analog, uncomfortable, to compare our life to others, richer or poorer than ourselves. We don't want to take responsibility that's always someone else's not ours they claim we all like jack the same the bubble of self-interest they don't give a fig for your trouble whether it's gender definition race or creed or any other ism not their concern is to turn to the mirror and preen unblinkedly at their thick screen which prefer in the digital world of money 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 and numbers of likes which fail to denote friends digital best on that they depend. Number three. <laughs> um, and the, the, uh, the, the last one uh, of this was um, Forgotten Youth. I did this in May last year. Just a short one. 
Um, and you've got to think back to what was going on politically then. War, the tide, forgotten youth. Too young to vote, but old, not old enough to reap the consequences. Their needs forsaken, forgotten. A xenophobic fears, prejudice, ignorance and lies rule. God save the Queen, status quo, age rule supreme, a generation lost. I have another one if you're interested, but otherwise, kick me off. <laughs> okay. It was just a little fun one. I, I was charging my desk and I found this piece of paper I'd torn in two, and on the back was this, like, two bits of a poem. And it's called Single Moment. It's about dating, really. Online dating. Scrolling down, pictures flashing, hunting, sifting through the pack. Ditch the junk. Here's a hunk. Here's a one. Can't go wrong. Has a wage and the right age. But wait. Kids are pet hate. That's no good. But here's a dud. Around the bush are not beef, but instead push the leaf. That's my work for tonight. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, I think that's it for anybody else. Super. What, what about Beth? We got a lot of time to build. Where's Beth? Where's Beth? Where's Beth? Yeah, that's Where's Beth? Connected. What happened to Beth? There we go. Hello. Hi, Fidel. Hey. Beth. I'm, I'm over here trying not to just slide off under my desk. I'm incredibly tired. So. Um, I do. I don't think he's listening to, tonight. But um, the heathen in Cali sent me a voucher for Amazon so that I can watch The Princess Bride this weekend. <laughs> Just in case he's listening, I'm just going to tell him I love him. Because he can't believe I haven't seen it. And I should have seen it years ago. Thank you. I know. I know. I know. But um, he's like, I'm going to send you a thing so you can watch it. I'm like, I love you. Um, I've got two older ones tonight and then something new by request. Um, I shouldn't be here. I should be in Wales right now with my father-in-law and my mum-in-law and I should be eating chips on the beach and digging our feet in the sand and um, thinking about dragons and watching the clouds but it's lockdown and my father-in-law is still shielding so I'm going to write two I read uh, first two poems I'm going to read are ones I wrote on holiday two years ago um, the first one is called Croiso y Cymru, which means Welcome to Wales. And it's written at the site of Worm's Head and Rosilli, which you can see um, from Beauport, where they live. Fish supper, mackerel skies, out along the inlet lies a dragon, snaked into the sea, slain and falling head in waves, warning off the passing ships that watch the shoals and see the flames extinguish. Hills like the worm's back, scoured dry moorland on the ridge, valleys green on top but black below. Deep operations left their mark on earth and men, where the descent let slip 
into another language, fierce and proud. Land speed sounds, the rumble of aeronautic thunder flying low over the dunes and bays where poets perch above the water and dragons are slain by sword and pen. Now the hoarder lies sleeping, a chain of scaled backs and wings laid silent to form an ancient nation that speaks in two tongues and sings in harmonies that grace the place and with enough wind will rise. And the second one is what you write. I wrote, <laughs> I wrote this on the M5 coming home um, because this is apparently what you write when you're on the motorway. I'd fallen asleep and as I woke up, I woke up because the bomb squad was screaming up the hard shoulder on my left. See, I don't know, heading towards Birmingham, we were on the way home. But as I turned round on my right, going past me on my right in the opposite direction were six, six, one pedalos on the back of a lorry. <laughs> I thought I was still dreaming. <laughs> uh, before we lived where we live now, we lived on the other side of the country and this is called Hillsong. I came to you at 20 and my life had already been surrounded by hills and you became my daily view. In every window I looked through and every floor I climbed and so I fell in love. With your signature against the sky, with you hooded by rain, with your rise and fall, you became my finest view anywhere. The river running to meet you, the way you caught storms and bowled them back down till they bounced off my walls and woke me from dreams. When I left, I came somewhere where hills are a mystery and the land lies flat in such a way that man has sliced it. So I bought you on film and you still see you every day at the head of the stairs. You're great and you're little, your view of three counties, your sight from the catch and the cut of your white. Now when I pass you, I'm going beyond, but you still feel like home and you still spare my heart. In case, thank you. In case you want to see that finest view anywhere, drive round the M5 past Worcester and look to see where it says Kempsey and then look to see where it says the Ketch viewpoint. It's just my favorite view anywhere. Um. My third piece tonight is a form poem. So sorry, uh, me to me radio people, but it looks like that. It's called a mothra. It's an advancing and receding form that I invented by accident during Nepo Rimo. Um, it's shaped like a moth, and this one actually is about. Um, well, it's about the thymus gland. Not your thyroid, your thymus, which is part of what helps your body learn to defend itself. Um, my friend came to Allographic on Sunday and mentioned that they had been reading and writing about this and it was too good um, a thing to ignore. So I did a bit of research. It's called Agent of Shield. 
I am sitting in your sternum, fluttering signals out into your bones and sparking systems, teaching you to repel all borders, arming every cell and building shields behind your ribcage, wing beats before your heart beats as you grow, marking time until you know how to defend yourself. I will shrink then as you reach your full height, knowing I have built every battlement with you under my wing. The warning comes from breached defences, broken wings and missing beaks. From fighting wars with wounded soldiers, warriors flee, wings moth-eaten. Flight becoming hampered, sparks and signals blocked from view. Life becomes not defence, but weakness in the walls. We hoped it was sealed, so instead you only can repel your own borders. Every breach turned inward so that all attempts at battle bring on flutters that attack. I can't believe you have a deep Princess Bride. Um, no, I will be rectifying that this weekend. It's so crazy. It's just one of those things that never got done. And and my friend's been banging on about it for years. So um, we just uh, got a smart TV stick thing. Oh, um, like a fire stick or something? It is, it is a fire stick. I find stick that name kind of offensive, really. Like... Don't you feel like to the, the Native Americans it's a little offensive? Like, I, whatever. I d it's really odd. Maybe I'm being like, an asshole. I don't know. I got um, I bought a new device and I got six months of Disney Plus. So, and and also Apple TV or something, and I haven't sorted that out yet. Right. But so I was like, we're just gonna cancel Netflix and watch what we're getting free. So. <laughs> But we had to buy the stick to do it, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna watch Princess Bride this weekend, and I shall redeem myself in the eyes of my friend. I feel like watching it now, not as a fourteen-year-old, probably you're gonna be like, <laughs> eh, like nineteen eighty-seven. What does that put me like? I was fifteen. Twelve. Yeah. I mean it. Well, whatever. Oh my. That's terrifying. It's crazy. Isn't it? I was the same age my daughter was, is now, when it came out. Can you imagine? Yeah, anyway. <laughs> Thank well, so you all. That's very kind. Like, You're very kind. Seeing how it's nine, I think we'll take a break and then we'll come back and we'll do like a round robin and see who wants to go again. I think um, Luke said he was going to try to make it for the second half, so we might have new blood. Where's Flavius? Pardon? Flavius. All the, all Art? the, and, uh, and yeah, the, 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 um, Cumberbatch, the guy with the, the visual ones. I, not Cumberbatch, it's Cumberbun. <laughs> Ken, <laughs> Ken, Ken Cumberbun? Where is he? I, you I, mean Ken <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. yes. No, he, Thank it, you. I, I preferred the worst Cumberbatch, to be fair. Yeah, yeah he might not, though. <laughs> no, that's true. Mark, Mark Simmons sent his apologies. He forgot he signed up for it. He just got home from work. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
we'll come back after the break. Uh, I, yeah, as yeah, yeah. every week I'm having the best time listening to everybody's work. Like, it's just great. It's just a, it's, it's such a well, like of thought and beauty and wonderment. And I love all the love poems. I've been like, I've been like touching my heart. Like, Oh, I feel it. I, Oh, I feel it so hard. Cool. Uh, well, I'll put on some music and uh, unplug us so that uh, you guys can have a normal conversation, and uh, we'll be back in ten minutes. Normal conversation? We'll, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean like you know what I mean. Like, well, I mean, some, you could be uncensored or whatever, so that it's not you know uncensored. <laughs> on a raft without a patter. We'll gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Anti-Trump is the antivirus, or antibody, to the Trump virus. We're a global alliance of humans standing up against the Trump brand. Antitrump.com started four years ago on March 19th, 2016 with two sketches and a dream for a better world. Nobody thought it was going to be this bad. Most of us probably figured it would just be four more years of the same old. He was a 70-year-old babbling Nimrod. How bad could it really be? Treason is the last of his felonious activities. The Trump brand has hijacked our government and sold Lady Liberty to the mob. We are a leaderless and without the most basic healthcare systems and community services. COVID-19 is a pandemic, but the Trump brand is the virus. Welcome to the antivirus. Go to antitrump.com and spread the word. Individual politics aren't important. What is important is that we stand together as a unified voice and say enough is enough. That's antitrump.com. Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Um, what, what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. Why do we do this? Why, why are we <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. And he was yelling. He was like, move it, bitch, move it, bitch. And, uh, and uh, I wasn't, I wasn't. 
I'm just not. I'm not moving it, you know? I've arrived. Why should I move? I don't like what work has been giving us at our free lunches. 115-340-1976, and it does not spell anything. 115-340-1976. Go for it. Call in, guys. jokes and they'll even say nice things dude before they tell you how to get improvements no way what is this dang nabbit thing called it's joke workshop joke workshop yep every monday 6 to 8 p.m on the mutant radius 
So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean... If anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastics books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics, it's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastics deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for near five dollars every Friday to ten p.m. And I laugh because five dollars—I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of <laughs> YouTube uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on podcast by with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. Right. I'm so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh. Let's watch full length. Let's do a full minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See you next month. I was just leaving the theater. Convertible 1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior. And I started to do some thinking. Around in and on the freeway, and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising. Saturday noon to two. On the freeway. Good I am a total Panel Blake. Henry. Yeah. Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your uh, from your chief nurse. Radio listeners, we're about to get right back to this amazing poetry here. Choose poetry, choose life, all the way from Glasgow, Scotland. Although, I mean, it's via Zoom, so we're all. <laughs> who knows where we are? Uh, it's. 
every week is an amazing reading, and I'm just uh, so happy to be able to facilitate this and be a part of it because, yay, poetry! Expressing yourself is important, especially during these times. Everybody put the pen to the paper and talk about your feelings because it's, like, scary and the fear. And I don't know about y'all over there, but, uh, wow, like, people are really worried because it's still going and people are like, am I going to keep getting unemployment? My job doesn't exist. Am I ever going to get a job again? Like, I'm going to start, um, I mean, I cook, right? But I can't cook, like, legally. So I, I uh, walking down the street today, there was a family who had a table out and they were like, chicken sandwiches? And I, and I was like, hey, that's a great idea. So I think I'm going to start making sandwiches and selling them too because what, what can one do? Uh, I'm going to plug everybody back in. Oh, yeah, who has a Saturday theme thing? I just saw that on the face of my books. Okay, we are plugged back in. Glasgow, Scotland. It's so fun. I hope that you've been listening all these past weeks. I know you have been because I know. There we go. We're back in. And we're back. Ready? My, the little, the little man here. Whoa, hold on. <laughs> is not excited about. Oh, look at that little kitty! Oh, how's it that kitty? Out, oh, I let him outside, and he's not excited about having been brought back in. So. What a cute buddy! I love Quite cats. Happy. I love all the cats. I want to <laughs> hug all the cats. I want to hug every cat, but I can't. I just can't do that. But I want to. How many cats? Have. I only have two cats. I almost adopted another kitten on Monday, though, because one of my friends was like, I found this cat, and she had kittens, and I need I need someone to take this kitten. And I was like, I cannot have a third cat in a 400-square-foot apartment. That's just not cool to the cats, right? Like, that's – I want my cats to be happy. Three cats, too many cats. Especially on Geary. Well, I you can't let them out. Like you no, can't I can't. Out. No, no, they've never left the apartment. They don't even go in the hallway. Like they don't, they don't know right. there's an existence outside of the wall. They, I mean, they look out the window, and they love to look at the birds. But they, they have, they, they're just scared. It's never gone out the front door. <laughs> I, I feel a little guilty about it, but whatever. Yeah. I pet I, them and I give them good food. I'm so excited I could let them out because there is like they don't have like a big thing about kitty HIV here. Oh. Right, the FIV. Yeah, like that's not a thing. It's not a thing here. Well, I guess it must be, but like it's not as big of a deal, I guess. Mm. It's really strange. Like, but okay. Yeah. Um, anyways. Poems! Hey, Bart, do you want to read? Uh, maybe later. Maybe later, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't got anything. I've got. seen Bart in a while. Hi! It's been Hi, like a Bart. month. How's it going? Bart was in Ireland. <laughs> Well, I, I'm, well, I'm he's still in, in Ireland. He's in Northern Ireland now. <laughs> but um, See, yeah, I, I was in Kerry. Look how well I was trained by the Northern Irish. Um, okay. But yeah. Um, so who wants to go? Finn, do you want to go next? All right. Okay. I'll get a do. I'll do a couple. Wait, hold on. I'm gonna mute everybody so we're not all like making weird random noises over you while you're making. I might help. Might help. <laughs> Okay. Cool. I'm going to do one. I, I can't remember if I did this last week or not, but I'm going to do one. It's uh, 
think I found one. It's actually the words that connected uh, the verses in my joined up writing project. It's, it's the connecting word from each verse. And so I just saved that as another poem. An easy bit of writing. <laughs> Don't check everybody else's words. This one called Found Out. Door normal, rainbow. Unwind chaos, us. Could be for the best, right? Kind memories, ordinary, stolen hour, the stage, embrace our humanity. Future are for every day. Carry on. This life by the human race, then we arrive. You will see. I'll probably stay home. Please stay safe. Please stay. Please. So heart to God, the show. Well done, Tweedy. One, rhythm and blues come into in life. Open, love, passion and caring. Love gone, but one and by all. Care thought their old boundaries. Resentment buried. Try in today. Gone. We, you, you the darkness. Eyes, we, year right again. Right is life. Older, change earth. Life's COVID would unlock this, the aftermath being saved long. This we heart, knowing slide away, more survive, vision, love. That's nonsense, but there you go. Okay, do this other one. Um, he read my uh, section. That was There's a prompt awesome. word back in uh, April, and the prompt word was the bees. So I've done this one. Called the bees. The bastards are bonkers, belittling beautiful friends because they can. Between bouts of boredom, bad boys behave badly, believing barriers are beyond. But boundless beatitudes befuddle their bamboozled brain, breaking bonds built up before. Backwards, brashness and bravado bring bounties beyond belief. But below the blonde bleached barnet. Broken barriers. The bully's life is brief. Betwixt barnacles and bashing, the briny beckons. Battered barrier reefs. Brutal, bouncing bubbles bestow barley, barely born. Beginning bright and boiled brandy, brewed begrudgingly before. There you go. That's what I have. <laughs> and I've put a link on the chat if you haven't seen it because I'm uh, hosting one of these Zoom things, pointy things on Saturday tea time. First one from it makes no difference where it's from, but it's the first one from this far up in the northeast of Scotland. A couple of crackers have brought a uh, special case doing it as well and Clive Osmond's doing it as well. So if anybody wants to do one or just watch the links there. Thank you. Sorry? Am I supposed to send you something? No. For your connection, you said you were going to get back to me on Sunday. Like, I think that was last Sunday, and I was like, I don't know what that is. Oh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Does anybody want to go next? Okay, cool. Leslie will go. Yay! Thank you, Leslie. 
Okay, I have uh, three short ones. Um, this one's called A Passage of Clouds. A cloud is not an impediment to the sun shining upon it, but itself wrapped in and around and through the extension of self, languishing as it will, long and vaporous, thinning at the edges, the wisp that blend with sky to disappear dense now as it moves through itself into itself, solid it seems, an apparition too thick to penetrate, yet moving onward as it does, as we all do into non-existence. And the next one's called, um, let's see. This one's called Song. Orpheus, dream incubator, beneath the veil of waking, the fitful wind made me do it. I sigh mighty, it turned into a mighty roar, a war, the sea rose and flooded the land and I took a boat inland. I have a train to catch, it's about time. I give you my darkness, all of it. I pour out to you and place as a gift at your feet from the dirt and this gift of my heart's blood I give to you. It grows and reaches. Never a thing was made that can satisfy when you feel you have nothing, when there is nothing but you standing in the vast field alone. Perpetua, hold this candle. If only you would purr, which you will never do. And I walk and walk alone this time, maybe swimming the vast Eastern Ocean to return home. It could not be in the walking at night, in the echo of my footfall on the sidewalk, that I am recognized, visible, seen beneath the dream. And then the last one, dark night. This is the night and this, excuse me, I'll start again, dark night. This is the dark night and you are sitting on the ground, neither hidden nor content. I knew to maintain the neutrality or not. I knew to maintain, should I write again about the birds or sing with them for you to not respond, but rather help with the lift up so your spirit lifts you up and takes flight. Do not respond to the truth withheld and deep about you, my love, a truth withheld and deep about us, or simply a truth, that the rocks hold our story, the dirt our bones. Is this your lot in life, as is said, to be saddened and heavy every time the darkness comes at the end of the day, yet not to know that it is just simply night falling and day will rise again, a day which begins with sun and finishes with the moon, but yet only a time which passes. This, the long dream we are in, which holds us all until it lets us go. All right, that's all I have. No more boundaries. <laughs> I've given too much of myself to you. Um, thank you so much for coming. Um, okay, so anyone else? Okay. And there we go. Yeah? Not me? Yeah. Okay. I've got 
three sort of variable ones. Um, I have a prop for the first one. <laughs> it's called I have this cushion. Here it is. <laughs> I have this cushion on my bed with arms and hands, but without a head. As I picked it up and plonked it down, its hands flew out and whacked my spouse. He woke with a start and a shock. It almost knocked his head right off. I don't know if a cushion can have an intent, or even if it was truly meant, but the result was there to see. My beloved was pissed with me. But all was right at the end. His bad temper did swiftly mend, and he went back to bed with no more to be said. <laughs> oh, it's a little bit of fun. <laughs> Um, I've got this one, it's a little bit religious, um, it's called A Fisher of Men. A fisher of men, Christ went forward again and again to heal the sick and preach to the crowd. He sent out a message with words that resounded so loud. He chased the money lenders and fed the masses. He was nailed on the cross and cried out in pain. He shaped the world with words and gestures even as his body lay in its shroud. His words, not faded, still here today, but whether they're the same, no one can say. It was decades later and hundreds more as they were taken and shaped and reshaped. They led to actions that led to hate, as the Christian virtues reinterpreted for each one fresh. But would he recognize them? The church said yes, but the reality is, it's anyone's guess. And the third one's a bit of a emotive one. And um, I remember my father was in the Second World War. And I remember him telling me, he didn't talk much about the wars. Most of those, you know, men didn't. Uh, but one thing he did tell me, he was um, in Germany. And he was visited in this sort of um, farmhouse with the, the, the troops he was with. And they were downstairs, and one of the men was upstairs, and they heard the shot, shot, and he had committed suicide. He just couldn't take it anymore. And of course, the men reported him as, you know, killed in action. They didn't let the family know, obviously, he committed suicide. And it made me think about uh, those kind of things. And so this one I've wrote is about the First World War, really. Um, and it's called His Fingers Flick with Whale Oil. His fingers flick with whale oil, working sensitively through his Lee Enfield gun. He rubbed each part with tender care, smoothing the board, the spring, the bridge, caressing the cotton piece, reaching with searching fingers long, each intimate corner of this, his gun. Last, with quickening breath, he reached each bullet one by one. As inside, he slipped each deadly shell, then sat with quivering buttocks taunt. He propped it between his thighs and placed the barrel twixt teeth and gums. The safety catch sighed its release. His fingers tightened and with a trembling thumb, he squeezed and saw his last breath 
That's amazing. I feel like we're, we're very lighthearted or very, very dark. <laughs> uh, yes. Thank you so much, Christine. Um, that's a really crazy story. And what a great title, too. The Whale Oil. Um, what, Beth, you sent a link to a bee poem? Yes, um, yes not, my, not mine. Um, oh. The always delectable uh, Dr. Robin Lambert. I thought it was like maybe no, something no. we were supposed to view no. while you were reading. No, no, no. It's just another really cool bee poem, and it put me in mind that I always like to tell people about Robin's work because um, they're just really cool. <laughs> and it's also their fault that I was writing the Simon Tomato essay. Okay. You want to go again? Um, what would you like? What do you mean? What would you like? Uh, I would like a bouncy tune in the key of C. <laughs> um, well, now. Let's see what we have. I don't have much silly. Bouncy tunes are... <laughs> That's like this old Saturday Night Live sketch. Give me a C, a bouncy C. <laughs> uh, uh. Um, I'm trying to see if I've got any more holiday poems. Maybe go to somebody else and then come back. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so raise your hand. I just muted myself for no reason. <laughs> like why, I don't know what my deal is. Bart, okay, cool. Yay, Bart, yay! There we go. Say something, Bart. You should be. Yeah. There virtual high five. I'm trying. I'll try and do a virtual high five. Virtual high five. Look but, at um, You know the trick to always hitting your hand is to look at the other person's elbow. Yeah, I think you. And then, then it slaps really hard, and you're like, wow. <laughs> Wait, did but, I touch that? No, I, I I've done that before. Okay. I've done the um the like backwards high five again as well. Oh, trying wow. to perfect that one. That. Yeah. Crazy. All right. Um, okay. I'm muting okay. myself now. Yeah. Cool. Um. Wait. One second. Uh, um. Let me go into Moonlight for just a second. Wait. Um. Okay. So I, I'm just gonna do some um, some kind of more performancey poetry before <laughs> that I wrote before my MFA kind of squealed squealed out of me. Um, this is when I was working as a sandwich man at Bristol Uni. So I was sat outside the big gardens at Uni um, selling sandwiches every day. Um, yeah, so I, I have a list of poems called the Sandwich Diaries, and this one's called. Phone call to a friend that never H A P P E N E D. The police said it was unlikely that I'd been targeted. That was almost definitely a random case of being in the wrong place at that time in the morning. 
lying in bed alone, I kept thinking how 15 hours ago, somebody was sprinting after me 100 meters as fast as they could, trying to knock me off my bike. Get in the car, wind. Get in the car. He almost got me. I used to picture a black dog running down a dark, wet road. With my mind, I'd throw him backwards hard. He'd howl and start over. Me literally beating fear out of me. When I did this, I couldn't live with myself. After running, a jolt went through my body. Every time a car passed, how I could become a mysterious absence in the lives of others. I didn't get the number plate. I was too frightened. Left of Setland Road. Yes, love is war. 5 a.m. No, 5.30 a.m. A car came speeding up behind. Cut me off where a coach was parked. Two men inside. The driver got out. Get in the car. I bolted. He gave chase on foot. Then in the car until I stopped someone on the curb. I gave bad descriptions. I said the car was black when it was blue. I don't know. Why would anyone want to hurt me? I'm just a Bristol sandwich man. <laughs> I get up early and make sandwiches. Uh, you. One. Um, this is another sandwich poem. This one's actually about making sandwiches. Well, it's, it's in two halves. So it's called Talk to Me. Don't. Oh, yeah. I give you the disproportion between labor spent and joy at random. Louis McNeese, Train to Dublin. Don't talk to me. It's too early. The kitchen's too still with an inanimate objects. Right thumb at the stem of a knife. One finger against a metal neck. Left thumb holding down the head of a baguette. Finger spread, palm exposed. Slice them one by one in one two-handed, two-thumbed movement. So you can feel the blunt top of the bread knife push from inside the crust against your soft palm. Clean away the crumbs, grab a portion and scoop. It's all about hummus for two sandwiches, one with slices of cucumber and a scoop of chili jam, the other with piquillo peppers, ripped apart by hand, keep the juice in. Going from left to right, push in the salad leaves, slide them up the table, wipe the surface, wash your scoop, put away the hummus, peppers and chili jam, move on to the next sandwich. Repeat eight times. Then there is packing. You'll never get it all done before the boss turns up at 8.30 a.m. Talk to me. Make me laugh like you do. So we become an avalanche of laughter, rolling off in individual directions, yet part of the same pack like wolves, except you're a poet, fox cat, and I'm a sperm whale. The poet's cry goes, Aah! the sound of a lamb with tonsillitis. I never know when moonlight is going to pop out of you. My heart's heart beats the whale song you only hear in the shower. Boom, boom, wabba, wabba, boom. This echo is another type of boom. In the way that you are a fox, cat, selkie, otter, sea, gully, wally, robin, whale, jellyfish, human, giant fairground slide, red bean mochi, and boop, the bumping of noses. Like the memory in my fingertips, we are still all these things. And that day on the train, having given up our seats, we watched the two dads who, confused by a five-minute delay, stumbled off the train, and only one got back on. The other dad was just standing there, fed up with something that didn't exist. We watched from inside the closing doors. That's us, you giggled. I imagine we look in the eyes of God.
Um, and I'll do one more slightly spoken wordy one. Was amazing. Yeah, okay, this, this is called The Inner Trials of Right to Respect. My trial self is a is a self I burden with blame. The bastard of Devon weather and Irish skepticism. A soft face reflection forever starting their first day of school, always deserving praise for effort and without hesitation forgiveness. The child self knows only that they must become something they are not. Meanwhile, the adult self finds pride in being something, a builder, a teacher, a surgeon, a sandwich man, a big person. What do you want to be? I asked my inner child. I want to be a puh. You want to be a what? I want to be a puh. Ah, come on. I want to be a puh. Oh, 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 poet. I want to be a big blue whale in the ocean battling giant squids. I want to break the land speed record riding my BMX down a hill really, really, really fast. You can't battle giant squids, the adult said. That's stupid. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, living far away from home, I feel like ringing up my mom and my dad almost every other day, but I don't. I let months slip, slip away three years once without speaking to my dad. My inner, my inner child wants to reach out, but my adult, says, my, adult self, my adult self says, no, you haven't been good enough. Wait until you have something to show. So I can see them getting grayer, slightly rubbed away at the edges, the way people do as they get older. How, uh, and I think how they won't always be here. Still, I don't pick up the phone, all because I don't want them to know that I'm sulking, or that I fell out with friends again, or that my girlfriend cheated on me again, or that I quit my job again, or that I threw a scoop of pasta at my boss again. And I don't always feel, that I don't always feel positive about everything that I don't always act how they would expect me to. When things go wrong, it's a child who gets punished. Why didn't you do, why did you do that, you idiot? The eternal adult yells. I didn't see the point, the child retorts. Don't you know how hard I work? But I wasn't happy, that doesn't matter. I'm in charge. I won't let anyone see you. The adult takes responsibility, but without a child self, they grow frustrated. Their resentment spreads to the outside world and other people. Everyone else is so useless. Children, without the inner child, we lose purpose. Our bravery to, re to create and evolve, not just maintain and survive. No matter, no matter how bad things get, you don't give up on your child. Like my hero John's project said, when he was told to leave his orphanage in the Warsaw Ghetto, he replied, you don't leave a chick sick child in the night. You do not leave a child at a time like this. I think of Shelley's Skylark. My inner child is always looking for a skylark. When the wood pigeon drenched, can drenched canopy of home or squinting under the feathered light of a street lamp until a golden two-winged shape appears. It's not there, a voice tells me, but I don't believe it. Thank you. That was more slam than normal. Oh, is it, there's a difference. I can't hear you, Erin. I can't hear you. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Nice. I think I've heard the inner child poem before. Maybe I sent it to you one time for oh. feedback. <laughs> I don't know. I think so. But yeah.
really beautiful. Do you know there's a band called Skylark after the Shelly? After Shelly? Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there's quite a lot of songs after that. I think they, I feel like they sang a song about a Chevy van, but I'm not, I think I, I could be fucking that up. Anyways, <laughs> sorry. Um, okay, so raise your hand, anybody else who wants to go. Beth is ready. Babu. Okay, I'm muting you, Bart. Yeah. Okay. There. I was looking for some summer clothes. Cool. Summer's yeah. over, huh? Well, depends where you sit in the holidays have only just begun here, so. <laughs> Seems like there's a dip in the air here. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, so uh, I wrote, this one is very silly. I wrote this with my daughter called Two Stories High. All summer long, they arrive not singly but in billowing, bursting bunches, seeding, breeding, clustering, tall, slender, waving above the heads of all who pass. Buds fat like fish, buds fat like faces waiting to trumpet, red and blush and clerical purple, pink white, yellow white, dark centres and streaks. We do summer rhyming fun with all the words that can be placed on joyous coloured groups. Dolly, Molly and Polly, you may mock our folly, golly, but nothing makes us feel as jolly. Second story reaching, pushing out more flowers, climbing up from tiny cracks, self-spreading, throwing life from seed pods, stone lifting, asphalt cracking, pavement breaking, hollyhocks. <laughs> lots and lots of hollyhocks where we live. Um, this I wrote is more uh August, end of August time. I wrote it on in the in the garden of the Fen Cottage on Wickham Fen, which is a National Trust property not too far from where we live, and there's a big piece of preserved fenland there. And it's just called Fern. If you listen, when the heat dies down, you will hear it, murmuring in the hum of insects and the fullness of flower and fruit, a little nip in the morning, a haze on the field line, creeping in the colours and the scent of sedge, a cloud that follows on behind. The leaves are darkening along with the skies, cut down and gathered in the fields, Evening falling softly as tractor keeps turning in the last of the light. Pear and plum come, here is chrysanthemum, pangutica hip and hoar run, a posy picked with warm on, just still full colour, a blaze of evening and a sprawl of bramble in a crumble with the windfall brings it home. I'm done. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Beth. Wow. That was very relaxing. <laughs> it's a lovely place to go if you're this way. Go go and just 
you can sit uh, they there's tours and things but you can just sit in the garden and like listen to the chickens and where is it uh it's a place called wick and fen it's about a dozen miles south of where i live yeah. uh, it's a big uh piece of fen of land that's kept as the fens would have been um and they cut the sedge there for um thatch and it's got a very particular smell it just smells like warm land warm earth warm straw it's a very the sedge is a very particular scent it's not like anything else but there's this tiny cottage on the site where the fenmen would have lived and what the history of the people that lived there and you can just sit but they have it as a functioning garden to show what it would have been like and there's all fruit trees and things in it and it's just a lovely place to sit and nod away an hour or so <laughs> while you've got nothing else to do or while your kids are running around That's and there's cool. chickens and ducks as well like chicken sounds and they're just a nice place to sit it's not a day trip away from me though <laughs> i can't i realized i can't do day trips on or like couple day well i probably could get away with going away for like an overnight thing but with the little kid now I can't really like, you know what I mean? Anyways, he would destroy the house. Um, okay, so anybody else? Any other volunteers? Oh, sucks. Yes, yes, yes. Holly, did I see your hand? Okay, cool. And now she's muted and Holly's coming up. Can't hear Holly. Hello. There you go. Yeah. Um, I've just got a little one that I wrote tonight, so I'll just uh, I'll just read that one. It's called um, "Dance with My Shadow." Dance with my shadow as it casts across the moon, a flickering apparition. Sing into the ether as I sit here waiting in this empty room. Flowers on stone inscribed in chalk, washed away by rain. I press my fingertips into sand, and watch as they're lost in the breeze. A black cat arching her back, a cry in the darkness, made noiseless by the night. My dear, we will dance with our shadows, sing to the ether, cry out in the darkness, and sit in empty rooms a little while longer yet. That's all I've got. Thank you. That was lovely. Thanks for eating. And yeah, Andy? Andy? No, he's like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to go and then you can go, Pam? Oh, um, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'll uh, you. I mean, I can, I can find more work. I can, I can find more stuff if you want. Uh, yeah, yeah. We got 15 minutes left. Sweet, so. sweet. Oh, I'll look for something. Do you want me to go while you do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so wait, I was gonna do other stuff from Married Live. Okay, so this one's called Stealing Life, Stealing Death. Their life should have been so easy, so what? The world's own crank and the woman no one quite knew what to do with. A witch hat and an army coat, 
a dirty blazer and a tattered Bessie Johnson, careless gossip about such lovers, flowing out like endless rain into a paper cup, quote John Lennon or Yoko Ono, please, oh no, please, it's time to let it go. Let it go and wear that kiss shirt, kiss t-shirt, and cleanse the past, but not force it, pretty not, lying, not dying, but burying death and its allure, the morbid glory flows away, and you can no longer allow for necrophilia, nor the wallow, the infamy, those that would adopt someone else's life for their own, try to thieve someone else's death for their own. It's time to take that shit back. They didn't own your lives, your deaths, the kinds of lovers such as any more than they did John and Yoko. And then, um, then because um, Stephanie said she wanted summer poems. I got one about Kansas City. Um, I'm trying to open it. There we go. Yeah. Actually, I've got, yeah, I'll, I have another one too about Glasgow. Um, okay, so this one's called, this one's the Glasgow one. The skies are not so calm. There's a storm of stars gathering in the sky. My body splays on the grass below, neurons activated, alive. I know, I know, it's all wrong, but there's pricks of light in all the right places. They connect with the stars gathering, swirling. Everything inside me is all pinball, and the sky is all pinball guitars. I can't close my eyes for the tears. It's almost, almost, almost like nothing, nothing ever happened to make this impossible. Like this gathering has always been here, always undimmed, never laid out by grasping vamps, disconnecting the wires from the electricity, never had a big hand extinguish the flashes, a big hand that killed everything it touched. As if multi-ball simply reappeared to talk with or even to summon the stars. And now this crushes sky-sized in its proper sense. Now it involves the whole sky on the inside and the outside. And I don't think it needs a home or a ceremony or even this goddamn poem. This is a feeling that generates magic, like literal magic. Tiny neurons reattach and move objects. Millions of little girls, some on motorcycles, some wielding microphones, finally see the sky for a very long time indeed. And they now know that they didn't just not die. They were waiting for this storm to see themselves in it, to feel themselves in it, to simmer on the grass, gathering magic, pulsating, but have no use for it. No sidereal catwalk to stomp it down. No costumes, lipstick shade considerations, only grateful to stagger home lightheaded, literally. It is nice to heave with light in the park to release these silver glinting balls to the sky, hope they will connect and swirl, swirl, so the whole champagne affair spins itself into a knot that siphons me out into space where this will hurt so good, but not so heavy. I'm too tired to carry it. Yay, that was awesome. And Stars. This will be the last one. This one is about Kansas City, but <laughs> it's called Wind Chimes Don't Saunter for Nothing because it's based, there's a bunch of pathetic fallacies in it. There's nothing in the sky but the trees and this wind blowing. 
sauntering the wind chimes through the open window, church bells on a Sunday afternoon, all the world is right. It ruffles my pastoral flowered skirt, feels like lazy fingers, cool but sticky, drawing circles in the sweat on my inner thighs. All is good and right with the world, or in Kansas City, I'm letting it in. The wooden house has a big porch with a creaking swing on it, if later I should care to sip some lemonade or a mint julep and stare, glamorous yet phlegmatic, at nothing but rising heat. White paint peels dropping flecks of snow on the gray porch underneath the swing, and well, there are the wind chimes. Someone's playing the blues next door. They are sucking on bottleneck beer, chuckling to themselves. Their tattoos are cheering. Dilapidation seems friendly here. The chipped curbs, the streets full of potholes, wait, the streets potholes full of weeds. All the cracks grow bright dandelions. On Friday, slow, like a branch off the Mississippi, they gear up at the Cajun restaurant around the corner. They'll have a jazz band on and the chef will give me free Bloody Marys. At midnight, we will leave the restaurant and the breeze will blow through my skirt again. We'll drive around town with the windows down. Abandoned red brick factories house the ghosts from the once upon a big time aspirations of Kansas City when the train came straight through and dropped and stopped on its way to California. Refugee ex-slaves had money only this far, so they stayed, making for lazy neck steel guitar ghosts. They murmur the jazz with a sewer bottom end. I'll stick my head out the car window and the wind will run through my hair, heavy now, like molasses. No electric, neurotic streetlights, no acid bent freeway overpass, cardboard housing, tinfoil and burnt spoon mayhem. My teeth will not fry when I smile. I'm buzzed and I feel just old enough. Tonight, the moon seems too damn big and it dreams of Kansas City. Right, yay, yay, yay. Thank you. Yeah. Actually, Bart, that, that the Kansas City poem was approved by the Queen's staff. Just to let you know. <laughs> that was great. That Kansas City poem was hot. <laughs> but um. Anyways. Uh, okay, I'm muting myself, Pam. Sweet. I'll uh, I'll uh, say thank you to everyone and do two quick poems and then. And this has been, it's always great. Every week, it's amazing. Uh, everyone's been talking about stars, so here we go. Here's another star poem. <laughs> uh, this is Before Sleep. Put out all the stars. He seemed to be twice the distance as he was the night before or was farther away than Gnome. The yellow leaf of spirit has not expired. It hangs above this stony moment, still animated by silent breeze and nature beholds the night. Sometimes you gotta break up with your boyfriend. When they sleep, they don't snuggle you anymore in bed. Okay, uh, this is called Evil Olive, which is like my favorite, what are those things? It's it's a, uh, it's the same forward and backward, Evil, Evil Olive. In a new era of treatment, my rotten mind grabs a martini glass on a disco floor. Sadness in the wood, the splintered drunk rips her miniskirt and slosh to the music of Dick. She is banned redemption, a destroyer of worlds. Oh, mother, and the quiet girl zero votes a sexy baby. 
Did you cry when you first learned how to swim? You want to be a sea monster? No one ever said this bender was easy. My olive is a baby princess who trains dragons, tiny lizards with wings, made by the balloon man in the park while my eggs are getting cold. All right. Well, there we go. Poetry for today. Thanks again, everybody, for being here. This has been... This has been fun. This has been the Alticast. This has been Choose Poetry, Choose Life with Andy Talbot and Aaron Gannon. Go out and uh, buy a poetry book, everyone. Uh, invest. Can I, can I make an announcement Please. first before you connect, everybody? Um, so you may have noticed that last week and this week we did not have musical spotlights. This is because not all of my friends are musicians. So... If anybody in, if anybody here, or like when we get on Facebook and, and stuff, like if you guys have anybody you know around, any like anybody that can dial in and be our musician spotlight, have them contact me. Um, and then, I didn't know that Roscoe was in the shop. Um. <laughs> oh, the so, kitty. Yeah, so, oh, Roscoe. And also I thought, what does everybody think about, um, cause I like, so we had stars and sea monsters and stuff today. Dragons, lots of do dragons. Do we, should we try to, do you, what do you think about just a, something to fondle, like not make a decision right now, but like, what do you guys think about having like a, like a theme, like doing theme nights? I'm super down. It'll give me it, 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 it out there. a focus to write, like to have a to have a goal for the week. I'm 100% down with that. Yeah, I'm like one of those people. Like, I don't know about you, Pam, but I'm one of those people like that. Like, I'm so anarchic that I like having form because it calms me down. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know well, I mean, like, when, I find it free as opposed to restricting. When you put yourself like, in a box, you can get so much more creative when you put yourself in a box. Find a way out yeah. of the box. Let the cat out of the bag. I love your kitty. I'm going to pet your kitty in the Zoom. Hi, kitty face. I love you, kitty face. All right. Thanks, everybody, for being here. We'll be back next week. Choose poetry. Choose life. Check it out. Check everybody out. Yay. Bye. Sold Lady Liberty to the mob. We are a leaderless and without the most basic health care systems and community services. COVID-19 is a pandemic, but the Trump brand is the virus. Welcome to the antivirus. Go to antitrump.com and spread the word. Individual politics aren't important. What is important is that we stand together as a unified voice and say enough is enough. That's antitrump.com. Welcome to Strictly Bad Vibes, your personal complaint department. Um, what, what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. Why do we do this? Why, why are we doing this? <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. And he was yelling, he was like, move it, bitch, move it, bitch, and, uh, and, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't, 
I'm just not. I'm not moving it, you know? I've arrived. Why should I move? I don't like what work has been giving us at our free lunches. 115-340-1976, and it does not spell anything. 115-340-1976. Go for it. Call in, guys.